Good morning. We are up to the second wide line on Vavamud Bays. We had said that there was a bent Mavoy in the Harda where they followed the Chumra of Rav and the Chumra of Shmuel. Gemara asks, Umi Abdinan Kitre Chumre. Are you allowed to follow two Chumras, to mix Chumras of two different Poskim? Tanya, we learned in Abraisa, Lolam Halachaki Vetilel. The Halacha is always like Beisilel. Varotel Asakidivre Vetshamai Oseh, Kidivre Vetilel Oseh. If you want to do like Beishamai, then do like Beishamai. If you want to do like Beisilel, do like Beisilel. Mikule Vetshamai, Mikule Vetilel Rasha. If you want to follow the leniencies of Beishamai and the leniencies of Beisilel, you are a Russia. And if you want to follow the stringencies of Veshamai and the stringencies of Veshamai, on such a person it says, the fool walks in darkness. So we see that it's not proper to follow the Chumras of two different postkins. Ella, rather, if you want to follow Veshamai, follow their leniencies and their stringencies. If you want to follow Veshamai, follow their leniencies and their stringencies, but not the, the Chumras of one and the Chumras of the other. So why were they allowed to follow the Chumras of Rav and Shmuel in Naharda? Before answering the question, the Gemara asks Akasha on the Brisa itself, Hagufa Akasha, this itself is contradictory. Amrat lolam First you said Allah is like Vesela. Bahadur Amrat And then you said if you want to follow Veshamai, you can follow Veshamai. Which is it? Is Allah like Vesela or can you follow Veshamai? Umar answers lo kasha. This is not a kasha. Kan kodim batkol, kan lachar batkol. The seifa of the brisa is talking about before a baskol came out and said the halachas like Beis Hillel, which see on Daf Yud Gimel, that a baskol came out and said the halachas like Beis Hillel. Before that, if you wanted to follow Beishamai, you could, as long as you followed both their kulos and their chumros. Kan lachar batkol. And the reisha of the brisa, which says halacha lolam halacha Beis Hillel, is talking about after the baskol. Vivait ema, and if you wish, you could say hava halachar batkol, they're both after the baskol. The Rabbi Yoshuahi, the seifa, which says that if you want, you could follow Veshamai is according to Rabbi Yeshua the Lomashkach Bebatkol who doesn't follow the Baskol. There's a famous Gemara in Bavmetziah and Daphnon Testament Beis where they had a machlokus about whether a certain oven was Tameh and Rabbi Eliezer said if the halacha is like me let the water flow backwards and if the halacha is like me let the wall t- tilt and each time the thing that he said happened the water flowed backwards the wall tilted and Rabbi Yeshua said Lovashem Torah is not in heaven. I'm not listening to signs from heaven that Allah is like you. The Torah was given to man to rule in accordance with man's logic, not in accordance with heavenly signs. Likewise, Rabbi Yeshua would not follow the Baskal, that Allah is like Basilel. The bottom Tosos on Babamud Beis asks, according to us, that we do follow the Baskal that Allah is like Basilel. Why is that different from the Baskal of Rabbi Eliezer? All the heavenly signs that supported Rabbi Eliezer. Toso says that there, the Baskol only came out for the honor of Rabbi Eliezer, as you can infer from the Gemara there. And furthermore, Rabbi Eliezer was a yachid, an individual against the Rabbim, against the majority, whereas Beis Hillel was, in fact, the majority. It's just that the Baskol was needed because Beishamai were sharper than Beis Hillel. So Baskol was needed to say that Allah is like 
base Hillel. Tosos continues, in that case, why does Rabbi Yeshua say we don't listen to a baskol? Tosos answers that Rabbi Yeshua holds, Lova he is a general rule, and we don't listen to a baskol. Gemara continues on the second line of Zion and Aleph, Vivait Ema, if you wish, you could say, Hachi Kamar. This is what the Bryce is saying. Wherever you find two Tanaim or two Amoraim arguing with each other, like Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai argue with each other, do not haskin or follow like the leniencies of one and the leniencies of the other, or the stringencies of one or the stringencies of the other. In other words, Lolam the Bryce says, Allah is always like Beis Hillel. And if you want to do like someone else who argues with someone else, that's fine as long as you consistently follow one or the other and not adopt the leniencies of one and the leniencies of the other or the stringencies of one and the stringencies of the other. So returning to our case, the Gemara says, Mikomakom Kasha. Nevertheless, it's a kasha because in our case, they followed the stringencies of Rav and the stringencies of Shmuel. And we said that a person who does that is like someone who walks in darkness, like a fool who walks in darkness. Really, it was all according to Rav. Because Rav Huna said, in the name of Rav, Halacha ve'en morin kain. When Rab said that the halacha is like the Tanakama of the earlier Brisa on Vav and Aleph, that when a Mavoy is open to Rosh Rabim on both ends, you need a Tzursa Pesach on one side and a Lechi or Korah on the other, but you never need doors, that was halacha v'ein morin kain. Rav held that that is the letter of the law, but that one should not teach that. And Rav himself agreed that in practice one should teach that a door is required. And so therefore in Narda, when they required doors, it was in accordance with Rav's opinion as well. According to Rav Ava, Amarav, who said in the name of Rav, that Allah is like the Tanakama, and you do teach that, and doors are not required, my ikala neymar, then how would you answer our question? Why did they do the chumras of one and the chumras of the other? Why aren't they considered fools who walk in darkness? Um, Rav Shizvi, Rav Shizvi said, Ki adadi. When are you not allowed to follow both when there would be an internal contradiction in doing so? Kigon, for example, Shidrav Gulgolet, regarding a spine and a skull. We mentioned previously that a bone, a human bone the size of a barley kernel, or a piece of human bone the size of a barley kernel, is metame, a person who touches it or carries it. But in order to be metame ohel to transmit Tuma just by being in the same room, under the same roof, it has to be the majority of the skeleton, or a substantial part of the skeleton. Ditznan, we learned in Mishnah Olos, Hashidrava Gulgolet Shechasru, that a spine or a skull that are missing something do not transmit Tumah in an Ohel. Vekama Chesron, how much is considered lacking, so that it's not considered a full spine or a full skull. Veshidra Vechamayim Shtechuyot, Vechamayim says two vertebrae. And Vesul says one vertebrae, vertebra. And in the skull, Vesul says the amount that would be removed by a drill. 
And Vitello says the amount that a living person could not do without, the amount of the skull that a living person could not do without. And Rav Yudah said, that Shmuel said, that they hold the same thing regarding a trefa. According to Beishamai, an animal that is missing two vertebrae is a trefa. According to Beishillel, an animal that is missing only one vertebra is a trefa. Those are conflicting chumros. According to Beishamai, an animal is kosher, even though that animal is not kosher, according to Beishillel. When it's missing one vertebra, according to Beishillel, it's a trefa. According to Beishamai, it's still a kosher animal. If it was a skeleton of a human that was missing one vertebra, according to Beishamai, it would transmit tumma ba'ohel, and according to Beishillel, it would not transmit tumma ba'ohel. So if you want to be machmir like Beishillel regarding kashrus, then you have to hold like Beishillel also regarding tumma, even though it comes out as a leniency, that it no longer transmits tumma, Whereas according to Beishamai, it still transmits Toma. If you would say, I want to follow the Chumrah of Beishillel and the Chumrah of Beishamai, those are contradictory. Either a spine that's missing one vertebra is a spine, in which case the animal is not trefa and the human transmits Toma, or a spine that miss- is missing one vertebra is not a spine, in which case the animal is trefa, but the human skeleton does not transmit toma. If you would choose the stricter side of each of those, you would be contradicting yourself. You would be saying it is a spine in one case, and it's not a spine in another case. And then you are a fool who is walking in darkness. And the same thing regarding a hole in the skull. Sumar asks, Is it really true that where... They contradict each other. You may not follow them. Metiv Rabbi Sharshia, Rabbi Sharshia Asakasha, Masev Rabbi Akiva. It happened with Rabbi Akiva. He picked an esrog from an esrog tree on the first day of Shvat. bet And he gave two masros from it. He picked more than one esrog. He picked the whole esrog tree. And he gave two masros from it. Echad kidirei beishamai, echad kidirei beitilo. One like beishamai and one like beishilo. In Asachar Rosh Hashanah, we learn that there is a Rosh Hashanah la'ilanot, a Rosh Hashanah for trees. If you pick a fruit off a tree before Rosh Hashanah for trees, it's considered to have been picked in one year. If you pick it after the Rosh Hashanah for trees, it's considered to have been picked the other year. What difference does that make? Because in the first and second year of the Shemitah cycle, you have to give Maser Sheni that you take to Yerushalayim and eat it yourself. In the third year of the Shemitah cycle, you give Maser Ani to take a tithe and give to a poor person. So you have to know when does the second year end and the third year starts. Beishamai holds Rosh Hashanah Le'ilanot is the first day of Shvat. Beis Hillel holds that Rosh Hashanah Le'ilanot is the familiar Tumi Shvat, the 15th day of Shvat. According to Beishamai, if you pick a fruit on Rosh Chodesh Shvat of the third year, it's part of the third year. According to Beis Hillel, if you pick a fruit on Rosh Chodesh Shvat of the third year, it's part of the second year. And Rabbi Kiva picked a fruit on Rosh Chodesh Shvat and followed Beishamai and Beis Hillel. gave two Masros, Maser Sheni to take to Yerushalayim and Maser Ani to give to a poor person. You see, he followed the Chumras of both. Gemara answers, Rabbi Kiva Gamre Rabbi Kiva was in doubt who said what. 
He wasn't following the stringencies of Vesilo and Veshamai. He had doubts about his learning, and he wasn't sure if Vesilo said the first of Shvat or the fifteenth of Shvat. So he went Lechumra both ways, but it was only because he wasn't sure what Beis Hillel said. It was not because he was trying to follow the Chumras of two different people. I was going to say, I'm sure the person talk about how he worked it out to have a two hands, but each one had to be an exact hand. Because he was giving Maser from something oh, that yeah, yeah. already had Maser. Right. That shouldn't be a problem if he did it all tonight, with okay. a condition. If Esau holds that Rosh Hashanah is the first of Shvat, and I am separating a tenth for Maser Ani. And if Esau holds that Rosh Hashanah is 15th of Shvat, and I am separating a tenth for Maser Shani, and presumably he made it a Tznai Kaful, a double-sided Tznai. If this, then that, and if not this, then not that. I think that would work out. In fact, Tosu says that. He took Maser on Tznai, and he redeemed it. Tosos is adding another detail, not that he took two different piles of fruit as Maser. I think Tosos is saying he took the, the same pile of fruit. He took it as Maser Ani, he redeemed it, then he took it again as Maser Sheni. Yativ Rav Yosef, that's two dots. Rav Yosef was sitting, Kamed Ravuna, in front of Ravuna, Yativ Kamar, and he sat and he said, I've mentioned this many times before, in the name of Ravuva Margolios, we find this expression, he was sitting and he sat. The way you got attention if you wanted to talk was by standing up. The way we, as we raise our hands, they would stand up until they were recognized and then, then they would sit down again. So that is perhaps the meaning of the expression. He was sitting in front of Ravuna and he sat and he said, I'm Rav Yehuda, I'm Rav. The Rav Yehuda said that Rav said, Machloket Vesarti Yamekan Vesarti Yamekan Machlokes how to set up a mavoi, which is open on both ends, whether you need doors or just a tzuras pesach the, the machlokas in the b'risa on Tavavim and Aleph is, where you have a sarti amikana, a sarti amikana, a main street on one side and a main street on the other side, uplati amikana, uplati amikana, or a plaza on one side and a plaza on the other side. In other words, where you have a rishus harabim on both ends. But if you have a Rishusarabim, a main street on one side, and a field on the other side, in other words, a Carmelis, or a field on one side and a field on the other side, then everyone agrees. It's sufficient to make it Surah Pesach on one side and a Lechi and Korah on the other side. Umar asks, Do you need to tell me a case of a field on one side and a field on the other side? You already told me that if there's a Rishusarabim on one side and a field on the other side, it's sufficient to make a Surah Pesach on one side and a Lechi on the other side. You don't, everyone agrees you don't need doors. You need to tell me if there's a field on each side? Our answer is Hachikamar. This is what he means to say. If there's a street on one side and a field on the other side, in other words, there's a Rabim on one side and a Carmelis on the other side, it's as if there's a field on one side and a field on the other side, a Carmelis on one side and a Carmelis on the other side, and it's lenient and it's sufficient to fix it with a Tursa Pesach on one end and a Lechi 
and Kona on the other end of the Mavoi, and you don't need doors, according to everyone. And Rav Yosef concluded in the name of Rav Yehuda, but not Rav Yehuda in the name of Rav or Rav Yehuda in the name of Shmuel. Because Rav Yehuda had two Rabbeim, Rav and Shmuel, and sometimes he quoted one, and sometimes he quoted the other. And Rav Yosef concluded with a statement that was in the name of Rav Yehuda without elaboration whether Rav Yehuda was quoting Rav or Shmuel. If the Mavoy ends in a Rechava, you don't need anything to close the Mavoy, not even a Lechi or a Korah. Just some terminology here. We've had the expression Chatzer. Rashi says that a Chatzer is always a front courtyard, which is where most of people's activities took place. Their ovens were in the Chatzer. Their laundry was done in the Chatzer. Their chickens lived in the Chatzer. Most of their activity took place in the Chatzer. A Rechava is a backyard, which people did not use. They did not have swing sets in their backyards. They used a Rechava for long-term storage. And it was it's a place that's not considered inhabited by people, and therefore it has different laws than a Chatzer. And so Rabbi Yehuda said that if the Mavoy opens into a Rechava, it does not need any fixing. There's a picture in Rashi, in the classical Gemaras, there's a mistake in the picture. If Rashi drew pictures, they are not the pictures we have. The printers made the pictures we have, and the proof is that the words are typeset. Rashi didn't have typesetting. There was no typesetting in Rashi's time. So the picture that's in the Vilna Shas, it has a mistake in it, and I don't know if it's been fixed by the art scroll or whatever other Gemara you're using, if you look all the way on the left side of the picture where the word Mavoy appears, in the picture in my Gemara, the alleyway is closed on three sides and it's open to the Rechava. That's a mistake in the picture and the correct picture is that the Mavoy is open on both ends. There should not be a closure on the left side of the Mavoy, just like there's no closure on the right side of the Mavoy. And the case here is that you have a Mavoy that's open on the left side to a Rishusarabim, and on the right side it's open to a Rechava, to a backyard, and the backyard itself is open also to Rishusarabim. That's what the picture is showing. And Rav Yehuda said, you do not need anything, not even a Lechi or a Korah, where the Mavoy opens to the Rechava. I'm really Abaye the Rav Yosef. Abaye said to Rav Yosef, Had Rav Yehuda de Shmuelhi. That which Rav Yehuda said that you are quoting, he said in the name of Shmuel. To E, turning the page, to Rav, because if it had been in the name of Rav, Kasha de Rav, a de Rav, Tarti, we would have two Kashas on Rav. There would be two contradictions between what Rav Yehuda said and what we know Rav holds, and therefore there would be Kashas in that sense. There would be contradictions. To Amar Rav Yirmiya Bar Ava, Amar Rav, because Rav Yirmiya Bar Ava said that Rav said, if a mavoy is completely open to a chatzir, the wall between the mavoy and the chatzir broke down, so that if you're standing in the mavoy, it looks completely open. And if and a chatzir is broken opposite the mavoy, it's open to a shusarabim, chatzir muteret umavoy asur, permitted to carry in the chatzir, and it's prohibited to carry in the mavoy. 
If you look back in the picture in Rashi and Amun Aleph, where it says Rechava, change that word to Chatzer. And that would be Rav's case. If you're standing in the Mavoy, you, all you ha- would have is a clear view into the Chatzer. The Chatzer, in Rav's case, or the Rechava in Rav Yehuda's case, has walls on the sides of the Mavoy. Parish Chai, uh, picture 68, that is the three-dimensional version of the picture. So when you're standing in the Mavoy, looking towards where it says Rechava, or where, according to Rav, it would be Chatzer, you cannot see the sidewalls of the Rechava or the Chatzer. It looks like it's completely open, and you have a clear view straight through into Rishasarabim. And Rav said that in that case, you cannot carry in the Mavoy. Whereas Rav Yehuda said, that in the case of the Rechava, you can carry in the Mavoy, even without placing anything where the Aleph is in the Parish Chai, where the Mavoy meets the Rechava, you don't need anything there, not even a Lechi or a Korah. Ve'amai, why would that be? It should be the same as a Mavoy that opens to a Rechava. So there are two contradictions here. Rashi explains that from the fact that Rav spoke of a case where the Chatzer is broken opposite the Mavoy, we can infer that the reason the Mavoy is Asur is because there's a straight shot from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, having nothing to do at all with the Chatzer. It's just that the Mavoy appears to be open on both ends. So it appears to be Mefulash, and therefore it's Asr. And it appears that Rav holds that it's not because the Mavoy is open to the Chatzar, that the Chatzar itself is not a problem, even though a Chatzar is a place where people live, they don't sleep in the Chatzar, but they engage in their activities of daily living in the Chatzar, therefore it's considered inhabited. Whereas Rav Yehuda, who chose to speak of a Rechava and not of a Chatzar, implies that had it been a chatzer, it would have been aser, and also that from the fact that he says the mavoy doesn't need a lechi or a korah where it opens to rechava, the fact that it's a straight shot from rishusarabim to rishusarabim doesn't bother him. So that contradicts Rav in two ways. Amarle, so Rav Yosef said to Abaye, Ana lo yadana. I don't know. Uvdahave vidura reuta dereuta. I do know that there was an incident in a place called dura dereuta. There was a Mavoy that opened to a Rechava. And the question came before Rav Yehuda, and he poskined that nothing was necessary to fix that Mavoy. You need a Lechi on the left side, a Lechi or a Korah on the left side, where it meets the Shisaravim, but you don't need anything where it meets the Rechava. And if it would be a kasha to say that Rav Yehuda was paskening like Rav, then let it be in the name of Shmuel, and it won't be a kasha. However, but now that Rav Sheshit said to Rav Yosef Barava, and some say that he said it to Rav Yosef Barava, I can explain to you how they can both be according to Rav. One is talking about where there's an Eruv, and one is talking about 
where there is not an Eru. We inferred from Rav Yehuda, who spoke about a Rechava, that had it been a Chatzar, it would have been a problem. That's if the people in the Chatzar, the two houses, did not make an Eru with the other people who have access to the Mavoy. And when Rav spoke about a Chatzar, and he did not seem concerned about it, that was talking about a case where the people in the Chatzar that the Mavoy is broken open to, made an Eruv. See that the Mavoy has doors that open to it. That's because there are other Chatzeros here, which are not shown in the picture, except represented by the doors. And then the Mavoy wall broke open into another space, which in Rav's case was a Chatzer, not a Rechava. So if the Chatzer that the Mavoy broke open to makes an Eruv with the other Chatzeros on the Mavoy, then it would be okay. And if they don't, then it would not be okay. And so there's no contradiction between the two statements, even if Rav Yehuda was speaking in the name of Rav. Asperalach, I'll explain to you, kan shirvu, kan shalarivu, here is where they made an Eruv, here is where they did not make an Eruv, the Rav and the Rav, nami lokasha, kan shirvu, b'nei kan So according to Rav, also, there would be no kasha. One is talking about where the b'nei chatzer made an Eruv with the b'nei mavoi, and one is talking about where they did not, as I explained. The Gemara continues, turning on to Chesam and Aleph. We'll get a little bit ahead because Thursday and Friday are Rosh Chodesh and we'll have shorter sessions. According to what we thought originally, that Rav prohibited carrying in this Mavoy, whether the people in the Chatzar made an Eruv, with the Mavoy or not, and the reason was because the Mavoy appeared to be open to Shisarabim on both sides. If you want to say that Rav and Shmuel are arguing, in other words, Rav Yehuda was quoting Shmuel, so Rav and Shmuel are arguing whether the Chatzar made an Eruv or not, what are they arguing about in each case? In the case where no Eruv was made, they're arguing about whether walls or lechis that you can't see, it's smooth on the inside and visible on the outside, like if you're standing in this Mavoy, so there are walls, the Chatzar or the Rechava, as the case may be, has walls that extend from the sides of the Mavoy toward, on both sides towards the end of the Chatzar, but you can't see them when you're in the Mavoy. And likewise, we'll see cases later where you place the lechi of a mavoi outside of it where you can't see it. That's called shavemi bifnim. It's smooth on the inside, v'nirami vachutz, and it's visible from the outside. If you're standing in the rechava or in the chatzer, you can see the side walls, but if you're standing in a mavoi, you can't. According to Shmuel, that would not work, and the fact that there's a chatzer where the word rechava is in this picture, if that would be a chatzer, it would be a problem for the mavoi. And according to Rav, it would not be a problem because we would view the walls that you can't see from inside the Mavoy as if they continue and close the Mavoy. And Be'ervu, and if the B'nai Chatzar did make an Eruv with the B'nai Mavoy, what would the Machlokas be about? B'de Rav Yosef. They would be arguing about Rav Yosef. Da'amar Rav Yosef lo shanu ela shikalala emtsa When is the Machlokas, if the Mavoy ends in the middle of the Rechava. In the Parish Chai, the picture we've been looking at, picture 68, where the Mavoy ends in the middle of the Rechava, so that when you're standing in the Mavoy, you do not see a wall of the Mavoy continuing until where the break in Rosh Hashanah, where the break in the Chatzar is, 
opening to Shusarabin. But if it opens to the side of the Rechava, like in picture 73, where the Mavoi wall on one side continues all the way until where the break in the Rechava wall is, opening again to Shusarabin, so it really looks like the Mavoi is continuous, there it would be Asr.